your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball. Smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby! We're going to be here all day, baby! I like this kind of party! I like this kind of party, baby! This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Lido missed the boat that day he left the shack But that was all he missed And he ain't coming back underway here on this Wednesday. Hope you're okay wherever you might be. Coming up in about half an hour, Elizabeth Kitley from Virginia Tech Women's Basketball, the AACC Player of the Year. Time now, though, to get the Power Hour off in grand style. It's the Rolf Report with the voice of Virginia Tech Football, Bill Rolfe, here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Always nice to be with you on a Wednesday morning. I've got a big wedding on Saturday to attend. Oh. And so, you know, whenever, this is my weakness. Okay? In, <laughs> in many aspects, I have little willpower right and that includes when i go to the registry and people are registered say for example this week at crate and barrel right right every time one of my dear friends get married i end up with new towels for myself (laughs) or dishes like mar you've got great taste i like that i'm gonna get two one sent to them and one sent to me so that happened uh um Mike and Jess are my former one of our former interns, and, and, and his wife uh, were married last year. And I got you know all, all new bath mats and towels. <laughs> like she's got great taste. Wow, this is where great did you stuff. find that? So anyway, it's happened again this week. What'd it you, has happened again this week. More I got towels? some new okay. plates. Oh, plates this week. Okay. <laughs> and I and it, it took every ounce of willpower, Rick, to, to not hit yes on the ice bucket. Oh, I'm like, sure. What a cool ice bucket. 
I think that's, I think that's got to be a yes. I think, I think you got to go ahead and <laughs> do that. So every time one of my friends get married, I get new stuff. So which I pay for both, you know. But sure, that's the way sure. it goes. That's awesome. How are you? I'm good, man. It's tournament time, man. It's March. Here March Madness is here. Are we allowed to say that, or has CBS yes, trademarked yes. that as well? Nah, I don't know. I'm just going to ignore it and keep saying it. So yeah, women's <laughs> tournament begins Friday. I'm so glad you'll have Liz Kitley on your show coming up in a yeah. bit. You know, the Hokies have a chance. Uh, by the way. I don't vote, but if I had a vote, Kenny Brooks would have been my ACC Coach of the Year, all things considered. Absolutely, uh, all things considered. The Notre considered. Dame coach won it. The Duke coach finished second. I saw yeah. that yesterday, and I, I thought that was a little bit strange. But, uh, you know, the, the voting is voting. But in any event, I think they got a great chance to succeed in this tournament this weekend in Greensboro and then the NCAA tournament, which they'll likely open at Castle uh, with the first two rounds if they win the first game. But the first uh, rounds are held on campus sites. And uh, that'll be great for Tech to host if it can, if it all comes to fruition. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I, those crowds are going to be uh, off the charts. Too. Oh my God, <laughs> it'll be so fun! <laughs> when that so happens. fun. <laughs> but uh, hey, let's let's go uh, back to the gridiron because my goodness right. gracious, well, I've heard from so many folks. They're concerned. First of all, you know, you lose Brad Glenn, they could rationalize it a little bit because of the relationship, and now he's an offensive coordinator. But I'm telling you, Bill, I've heard. I don't know. Fifty people have either text or called, very concerned about the Joe Rudolph departure. What what what's going on, and what's coming up next? Well, the timing is clearly not good. Obviously, with spring football about to start, and you know we discussed last week that Glenn was with the new Cincinnati coach Scott Satterfield down at App State, and there was some familiarity there. Right. And when Satterfield had an opening on his staff, his OC, his offensive coordinator, went to the NFL. And, you know, Cincinnati's moving to the Big 12. They've got more money than ever there to pay assistance. And as a coordinator job in a Power 5 conference, it's understandable that Glenn would make that move. Sure. You know, losing Joe hurts because he was arguably the most accomplished assistant on Coach Brent Pry's staff as a recruiter, uh, as a line coach. And, you know, you... <laughs> you were so proud you had him, not only as a coach, but as a person as well. But, you know, remember, Joe was an interim head coach at Pitt, and he has aspirations to be a head coach again. And adding Notre Dame football to anyone's resume is something that's understandable, and that's something that he wanted to add. And I think it, it hurts because of the timing, A. It hurts because of how good he was. Uh, but, you know, he wants to be a head coach. He probably needs to get a coordinator's role again. And Notre Dame football is an impressive uh, resume line. It is. Absolutely it is. I mean, it, and we'll see what happens with the staff. But I tell you, it also says, too, that at least Brent Prize made some good decisions on guys because they are being, you know, wanted by other schools, too. That's the other side of it. And, you know, he mentioned to me, you know, well, the Hokies have two openings on their staff, and yes, it's an inconvenient time, but he's prepared. He has a list of replacements. In fact, there's been a lot of interest in both of these spots since the rumors of this attrition began about two weeks ago. So his job now is a bit more challenging, potentially, because of the timing of it, right? you got to bring someone to Blacksburg from another team that's likely to begin its spring ball in the next couple of weeks, right? right? And that person has to fit into what he and Tyler Bowen want as offensive coordinator, and fit within the staff at Virginia Tech as well. And you got to do it quick. Whereas when you're first forming your staff, you know, you take a, a week or month to do it. So I'll be curious to see who the two new gentlemen are. Yeah, I think that's what we just have to do right now, be in wait-and-see mode. And uh, I'm sure Coach Pry will go over every little ounce of detail before he decides to make that offer and get the new folks in. 
Um, hey, we talked about the women. Uh, the men last night, as expected, won at Louisville. They're trying to get right here down the stretch before the ACC tournament begins. Got a little bit close there at the end. Louisville cut it to three, and then Tech ran away at the end. But, you know, the Hokies, so I looked this morning, Tech, you don't get any net credit for that. So the Hokies are 74th in the net. Right. So there's no at-large possibility here for the NCAA no. tournament. No. But it's the eighth best net in the ACC. Uh, I think if they if they beat Florida State Sunday, that might likely locks an NIT bid. And if they do well in the tournament in Char- in uh, Greensboro, they got a great chance to host. The the question would be, you know, there's only 32 teams in the NIT, right? Right. right. And teams that win their league and then lose in a tournament get an automatic bid to that. Mm-hmm. So remember, it's not the 32 necessarily best teams or the 32 teams with the best net. My question from an NIT standpoint is how many ACC teams could go to the NIT? Because there's only a 32-team tournament. Right. And if only five get into the NCAA tournament, right, and the Hokies finish 11th or 12th on the conference, you know, if they don't get another win or two, I don't know that an NIT is necessarily a lock. It's a great it point. looks good. It's a great point. It looks good, but – you know, you, you don't want to lose two in a row, you know, lose to Florida State and lose to, in the uh, ACC tournament and, and just think, oh, we're going to the NIT because you don't know what automatic bids are going to be given out in that 32-team league, 32-team uh, tournament. That's a great point. I mean, depending on how many bids they get in the NCAA tournament, you're right. You can't just load it up with one conference, right, because they want to be a national type of tournament as much as they can be in the NIT still. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, well, it's been disappointing. Disappointing year, and maybe they can pull it out. Who knows? Hope so. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, before we head to the break, uh, more news for the Washington Commanders. Should have been Red Wolves, but anyway, it's a topic for another day. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Snyder. Um, you can make an argument, maybe the worst modern owner in the history of sports. Uh, your thoughts, the latest, what's going on now, these investors and everything else, it just continues to stink, doesn't it? You know, Dan Snyder's story is so bad, we're almost numb to it. And <laughs> no one wants to spend 45 minutes going through what he did, right? If you're out there, you don't want to hear this you don't for 45 want to minutes. Right, but right. there's so much stuff there that you can't, you know, it's not like news at the top of the hour where you take 90 <laughs> seconds to go through it. Right. You know, so no one wants to hear this stuff. But his former billionaire business partners with the commanders want you to know. And people like Frederick Smith, he's the CEO of FedEx. He wants you to know. They want you to know that Snyder took out a $55 million line of credit without getting anybody else's approval. Mm -hmm. So remember, those partners, Rick, they own 40% of the Washington football team. That's right. So they were on the hook for 40% of $55 million. Mm. Rick, let me ask you this. Um, (laughs) If I just agreed to $40 million in debt for you from Bank of America, would you want to know? I would kind of like to know to tell you I may not be able to live up to that bill, yes. (laughs) And these aren't anonymous whistleblowers from, you know, the the cheerleader coach, right? These are are billionaires that are like, wait a minute, you can't do that. Snyder didn't tell his partners. They allege he was siphoning off money from the team for personal use, which is cash poor. I'm sure he was. They allege that Snyder paid himself... Four and a half million dollars a year to put the team logo on his personal personal jet. <laughs> I believe that okay. too, actually. Yeah. Okay. He never told his partners because they wouldn't have approved the loan. Okay. So they cooked the books allegedly. Now that has the FBI and the IRS looking into this, right? 
You know who else wants you to know he did it? Bank of America. Wow. Because they gave a $55 million line of credit to someone who allegedly fudged the paperwork to get the cash. He's a bad guy, man. He's just a bad <laughs> and, and dude, yeah. He's a bad dude. Forget about the sexual misconduct and the toxic workplace and paying off women who allege Snyder assaulted her. And, and yeah. regardless of the side of the nickname, uh, the, 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 you know, yeah. the nickname yeah. where you were on, um, he can't even get a stadium deal done where you would think everybody would want to, right? No, everybody would want it. the stadium. Yes. The Maryland won't work sure. with him. Virginia won't work with him. The D.C. people won't work with him. You know, and, and I'll, you know, who else wants you to know is Don Van Natta because he's ESPN's leading criminal investigative reporter. And he got a 61 page confidential affidavit, which shows that the NFL knew about this loan. Snyder knew, but they covered it up from the other partners. And that's not cool. Right. Why? Why is the NFL helping Snyder in this deal, man? I mean, this, this makes the commissioner look bad anyway. It takes a long time to get through all this stuff. And it came out this week because Snyder has, according to the Washington Post, asked for, um, moving forward, complete immunity from federal prosecution if he sells the team. <laughs> His last card that he has, he can play, right? Or at least he's trying. He's going to play. hold the league hostage. Yeah, yeah he uh, is. Uh, uh, if you're asking for immunity from federal prosecution, why would one ask for that? Absolutely. Because you're guilty of everything. I mean, that's the bottom line. And Roger Goodell remains silent. Maybe he can't legally. It makes him look bad. It makes the league look bad. They just seem to hold this guy up as much as they do. That also disgusts me about this whole thing. You know? I mean, I know he's part of the owners that hire the commissioner, but come on. So, <laughs> this has got to be This has got to be done. And hopefully they get somebody in there who can try to restore the pride of Washington football. I will paint the logo of Big Dog Sports Car talk on the side of my my car. Yes, yes. For way less than four and a half million a year, I'll do it for two. Okay, good, good. I'll work on that with the ownership here. See, what is he thinking? I don't know. I don't know. It just it, it we're just seeing signs of what everybody has dealt with that was there every day, all those years that knew right that just knew. And if you're a Washington Commanders fan, Washington football team fan, whatever you want yeah. to call them, so much makes sense now of the it does the it instability does. and why we've lost for all these years. That's exactly right. Comes down to one: the fish rots from the head. Man, Dad used to tell me that, and boy, it's so true. It's so true. But again, it's not something that you can like in 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 a, in, in a 140 character tweet explain. No. No, it's got to be a full 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 article. <laughs> Uh, it's Bill Roth and the Roth Report coming up. We've got the SMA update, and I know there's some really great stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about the latest. You will as well with the kids over in Bill's class. The Baker team, game of the week. That's going to be interesting. There's a lot going on he, he can choose. And then the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up as you roll along with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, the Roth Report, here on this Wednesday. More coming up with Bill after this. You know, buying or selling a home is a really important decision. We'll trust that decision to the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have combined experience of 40-plus years right here in the New River Valley. Check their website, nrvhomes.com, to search properties. They'll give you home field advantage in a competitive market. 
First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we're back here, BDST, the Roth Report with Bill Roth and hey, the before SMA. we get to SMA, yeah, before we yeah. get, I'm still on this uh, Crate and Barrel site for the wedding registry. Oh, okay. <laughs> People really use the bread maker. I have never once had the desire to use it. Like, bread doesn't maker. that just go like in the cabinet above the oven and it go does. to the back for about? Yes, in the box. You can go to our daily bread and get like the best bread made by. Tremendous bakers. Weekly yes, absolutely. Bread. Yeah, I've, 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 I don't even know how you'd go about even making bread. Yeah, I don't understand. What about the three ninety nine ninety five? The Unicoda twelve in twelve twelve. The Unicoda twelve outdoor pizza oven. Okay, well, four hundred. Do, do, do people right. really go outside and cook a pizza? Well, you know, you never. I don't know. know. Like, do they? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Four hundred. You, you is it that much better than the indoor oven? The, <laughs> well, maybe you and Burnham could take that in case there's an emergency or something on your way to a game. I need help with this. I need help. <laughs> I don't. I've never gone to someone's place and say, "Hey, look, let me show you my outdoor pizza oven." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have the wrong circle of friends. Uh, no, I haven't heard of that as well. No. The grill's fine. Yeah, you got to have pizza. Inside. We have an indoor oven. We can make pizza. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Is it? Does it taste better if we make it outside? Probably not. Can someone help? Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll find uh, out. Somebody will let us know. Watch. Somebody will send a text. I'll let you know. They will. All right, let me know. All right, our SMA update. Uh, Georgia Tech's play-by-play announcer Andy Demetrius spoke to the class, uh, which was dynamite. Andy's an articulate, cerebral announcer. They had a big win at Syracuse last night. They by did. The way. They did. Uh, hit a bunch of threes. Everybody's scoring a ton of points against Syracuse now. The the zone is having issues. Um, today is quiz day in our class. We've got two classes that have quizzes, and this is the last. Um, week before spring break, right? Uh, but I do want to point out we'll have five student journalists at the ACC Women's Tournament, Good. which begins, it starts today. We mm-hmm. have classes today. So we don't send as many, we're not going down, our students aren't going down till Friday. Uh, so they're going to do, the broadcasting-wise, they'll do all the quarterfinals, semis, and the championship games, even if even the non-Virginia Tech games. And then next week is spring break, and we're going to have nine students at the ACC Men's Tournament next week. And a week from today, a week from today, Rick, our first ever ACC student media seminar. Uh, we're doing this in conjunction with the league and with our colleagues at Syracuse. Yes, yes. And we're inviting students from every ACC school and from Greensboro area institutions, which is uh, North Carolina A&T, UNC Greensboro, Elon, and High Point. And the, these students are all welcome to come for free. And we've got uh, Dave O'Brien and David Teal and Jim Phillips and Olivia Stomsky, a producer. And uh, I'm trying to think who else is on the panel. Steve Kirchner, the SID at North Carolina, and others, sideline reporters. We're still 
trying to uh, nail down our final sideline uh, reporter for, for our seminar, but a chance for the students to network with one another. And that'll be next Wednesday morning, uh, a week from today, and uh, inside the theater at the Greensboro Coliseum. What a great opportunity for those young people. That'll be great. Yeah, Steve Kirscher is one of the absolute best in the business. Absolutely. Great guy. Great guy. All right. So here you go now. You've got a task here. Your Baker team oh, game of the man, week. This was hard. I don't know how you do this one. I really don't. That's tough. Well, when we look back on it, I think our Baker team game of the week is going to be the ACC Women's Championship game. Whether yeah. it's Tech versus Duke or yeah. Tech Notre Dame. I don't know how it's going to play out in this tournament. Uh, among games that are already scheduled, uh, <laughs> it's coming down to the final game of the regular season in the ACC on the men's side, Rick, just like you thought it would. Just like we <laughs> thought it would back at the beginning of the season. The regular season first place team, right. the regular season championship will be decided in the game between <clears throat> Miami and Pitt. <laughs> Woo, who had that? Yeah. yeah. You're making some money if you had that one. Miami and Pitt. We'll decide uh, who wins the league. There's some other really good games. Texas-Kansas play this weekend. And, of course, there, there's going to be buzzer beaters every night. Every, every night. night. Now, yep. someone's going to hit a three at the buzzer to keep their season going or advance in the madness. This is the best time of year. I'm getting excited. I feel like Vital's blood is flowing oh, through so cool. me now. So cool. Like every... Every dream, right? The backyard driveway three-pointer at the buzzer. Someone's going to hit one every night now for the next month, and it's great. Yeah, it is. That's why I love love the first round, like the quarterfinal Friday Uh in the Big South. I love being down there. That whole atmosphere for the four games is just – it's so much fun. It is. You know, because there's there's so much emotion, and it's real-life drama. It is. You know, it's not it scripted. You don't know. Someone's career. Someone someone's going to get put his, his or her shoes on today and think, this is going to be my last game, mm-hmm. right? And their team's going to go on a run. And they're going to play like <laughs> seven right. more games. That's right. Every year, there's a handful of teams. And they become media darlings if they make it to the tournament. Yeah. And when it, it's just, it's great. Best drama. Best event we have, bar none, in this country. The NCAA tournaments. All right. Time now for Bill's. Oh, this is going to be good, too, because I don't know what it is. The NRV. Yeah, I don't play. either. Top three. <laughs> three, two, one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. <laughs> well, you're very good at ad-libbing, so... <laughs> so we talked about the ACC regular season is coming down to Miami and Pitt, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would put them 1, 2, or 3 to win the tournament. Agreed. Agreed? Yeah, I think so. Although, I, I, Miami, Miami is great because of its guards and... and they got it all. They got it all. They really do. But the tournament's not in Coral Gables. Right. I'm going to go in reverse order. I, I still think at the end of the day, Virginia is the is the favorite to win it. They looked good last night. It was a good bounce back for them last night. Yep. Yep. Because um, Clemson had played great that, uh, before. Anyway, yeah, UVA number one. Um, Duke two. Yeah, I think I have Duke gaining a lot of momentum. Yeah. Okay, so the Pitt and Miami fans – if there are such a thing in our listening audience, are not happy with me. Right, right. And I'm going to come up with a wild number three for you. The Tar Heels. The Tar Heels. Okay. I can deal with that. I can deal with that as well. Good stuff. This is where they got hot last year. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, that's good stuff. You know, there are some places, okay, where what has happened in college basketball in November and December – in January and February, 
there are some places what has happened these last four months is just spring training. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, Carolina struggled so much last year, and then they make it all the way to the NCAA championship game. Right, right. They're the number one preseason team in the country. Okay. They got good players, and they have a really brutal season. But they don't have to have a great season now. That's right. That's they exactly have to have, right. They have to have a good run in a place where North Carolina's winning percentage at the Greensboro Coliseum is by far the best of any ACC team. And it's uh, it's not a home – it's not the Smith Center, right? But it's the second best for them. And they'll, they'll be the home team regardless of who they play. Well, we're looking forward to it, as you said, and uh, we can't wait. We can't wait. Good stuff. And the women's as tournament also, same building. It starts this week. Right. Women's tournament is probably the top three. It's probably going to come down to Notre Dame, Duke, or, or Virginia Tech to win this thing. And um, I'll tell you one thing the Hokies have the best player in the league. They do. And, and, Without and question. Kitley's been the player of the year two years in a row, and it could be three years in a row. And mm-hmm. uh, a hopeful return for. The 23-24 season. Right, right. All right, well, have a great rest of the week, my friend. What about La Crusette Signature Licorice Black-Enabled <laughs> Cast Iron Dutch Oven? Four, <laughs> 460. Do people use that? I don't I don't think so. It just sounds good to have, I guess, on your order form. That's all I guess. You know, that's about it. <laughs> uh, well, let me know what you 460 end up with. 460 <laughs> for a Dutch let me know what you end up with next week. I'm looking forward to this. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so it'll be a great wedding. It will be. It will be. Uh, that'll be the topic of conversation. Yes, the reception. gifts will make it so. What, would you get them? That's right. That's right. See you, man. Have a good one. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy too. the madness. Thank you. You too. There you go. That's Bill Roth at the Roth Report. Taking a break. Going to come back. Liz Kitley, two-time ACC Player of the Year, joins us next as we roll along here on a Wednesday. <laughs> 